because God wants us not only to come and consecrate ourselves before him, but he wants us to hear from him. And when we hear from the Lord, we are guaranteed to have a word that will bring victory in our lives. When we hear from the Lord, we're guaranteed to have a word that will do us some good. Welcome to Wesley Amy Zion Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We often get ourselves in trouble when we don't follow the game plan. Today, Pastor Jones shares with us what happens when we ignore the game plan that God has given us. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amy Zion Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're so blessed and pleased to have you with us again here today. And we, as always, want to go ahead and get into the word which can be found in the book of Joshua, chapter 7, verses 10 through 13. That's Joshua, chapter 7, verses 10 through 13. And it reads, The Lord said to Joshua, Stand up. What are you doing down on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant, which I commanded them to keep. And they have taken some of the devoted things they have stolen. They have lied. They have put them with their own possessions. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Go, consecrate the people. Tell them, consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There are devoted things among you Israel, you cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of the danger of ignoring God's plan. The danger of ignoring God's plan. Let us pray. Gracious and merciful Father, we bless you now. We thank you. We give glory. We give honor to your name. It's in that glorious and precious and wonderful name of Jesus Christ, your son, our savior, that we pray. And we ask now, God, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. We ask, God, that you would open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then, Father, we ask that you would open our hearts that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Ghost, amen. The danger of ignoring God's plan. Over the last two weeks, we have talked about the, how crucial it is to have a game plan. Game plans are the first step of the path of victory, whether we're talking sports or whether we're talking everyday life. See, the first message dealt with the fact that God has given us a game plan for our lives. And in that message, we learned that God's game plan was divinely devised. Yes, we understood that that game plan was God given and it was not of human origin. And we also discovered that the game plan was designed for victory. See, God's game plan is the only game plan that can guarantee us victory in life. But we also learned that the game plan was detailed. See, the game plan is only as good as the details that are in it. And on last week, we discovered that following God's game plan had some requirements to come along with it. And the first requirement we had was that we understood or that we have an understanding of the game plan. And we also discovered that the game plan requires execution and commitment. You see, in life, if we come to the understanding that we all need a game plan to proceed and to go forward or to move forward in life, if we're going to live a life of victory and a live of life that is victorious, we're going to need a game plan for life. And today I want to share with you the danger of ignoring the game plan. 
Ignoring the game plan brings severe consequences, but with recommitment to the game plan, we can experience victory that God wants us to have. Amen. One of the first things that I want us to understand out of our text today is this. We ignore the game plan when we don't buy in. We talked about that on last week about buying into the game plan. And we talked about how it's important for each player on the team to buy in to the game plan that the coach devises. Well, it's also important for us as Christians to buy in to the game plan that God has given each of us. Yes, he's given one game plan for the body of Christ and, and that game plan has to be executed. But it first starts with us buying into that game plan. See, in the text that we have before us today, Israel is challenged to why they left the game plan. See, the coach knows when you are ex not executing the game plan. The coach knows when you have left the game plan and you're starting to do your own thing. And at this point, Israel is called on the carpet by God because God has challenged them and said, why have you sinned? Yes, Israel has sinned. They found themselves in a challenging position. And they found themselves in this position because someone in the camp has brought sin upon them. See, God challenged Joshua on why he was making a supplication on behalf of the people. See, Joshua told Joshua, get up off your face. This is on the people. Yes, in verse 7 of chapter 7, we find that Joshua is actually blaming God for the defeat that they had at Ai. But we know that it was not because of God. We know that this defeat was on the people. More specifically, we know because we've read ahead and we understand that this defeat is on Achan. You see, Joshua had this game plan and someone in the camp ignored the game plan. See, when someone ignores the game plan, it causes problems within the play. Oh, hallelujah. See, just like Achan's name, who talks about causing problem or trouble. Yes, Achan brought trouble into the nation of Israel because he ignored the game plan that God had laid down. See, Israel had violated uh, the covenant with God. More specifically, Achan had violated the covenant with God by doing what he did. See, Achan violated the covenant of God, first of all, by his actions. He stole from God. Yes, there were the things that were supposed to be won at Jericho were supposed to be devoted to the Lord. But instead, Achan stole those things and he began to put them in his own possessions and he stole from God himself. And because he stole from God, he stole from things that were supposed to be reserved for the Lord. Are you stealing from God? Are you taking those things that have been reserved for God? Are you taking the things that don't belong to you and causing a problem within the camp? Are you causing a problem in your own life by taking those things that are devoted to God? Are you causing a problem in your own life by breaking the covenant that God has made with his people? Yes. Are you breaking the covenant? Are you violating? Are you ignoring the game plan that God has given us? Are you ignoring the word of God? Are you ignoring the commandments of God? Are you ignoring the very thing that God has given us to bring victory into our lives? But not only did he violate it by his actions, he violated it by his speech. Yes, it said that Achan lied. At some point, somebody must have figured out that maybe Achan had done something and it caused Achan to deny what he had done. So it caused him to go into a place where he began to lie about what he had done. 
But God knew that someone had sinned. God knew exactly who it was. And therefore he told Joshua, get up off your face. Don't make supplications because this one is not on me. This is on the people. But not only did he violate the covenant by his actions and his speech, he also violated the covenant by being self-seeking. Oh my God. Achan was coveting those things that did not belong to him. And he went so far as to steal those things which belong to God and not to him. See, the 11th verse shows us that God had a right to confront the nation. This one verse alone shows us that at least Israel or Achan has broken at least three of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Achan stole that which did not belong to him, but he stole that which was supposed to be devoted to God. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Achan has possibly denied having possession of the devoted things, which causes him to lie. And therefore he's bared a false witness to his neighbor. And also thou shalt not covet. Achan wanted that which belonged to God and it did not belong to him. And as a result of that, Achan took the thing he stole from God. We have to be very careful about ignoring the game plan of God. And when we don't buy in, it often causes us to ignore the game plan of God. When we don't buy into what God has said, we, we often ignore the game plan of God. There are so many people today who don't believe in the Bible anymore. They don't believe in the scriptures anymore. And they say that those are man-made things. But if we already know, and we've already shared that the scriptures are divinely inspired by God himself. The scriptures are given to us by God himself. It is God's game plan. It has been divinely devised by God alone and not of human origin. And as a result of that, we have so many people today who deny and go against scripture and don't follow scripture. And as a result, they are ignoring the game plan. And then they wonder why there's so much defeat in their lives. They wonder why we're not being victorious. They wonder why we're not having an experience in the victories that we think we ought to experience. It's because we have ignored the game plan of God. And anytime we ignore the game plan of God, we bring trouble into our lives. The second thing that I want us to see out of our text is we ignore the game plan when we don't believe the consequences. When we don't believe the consequences, issues arise. The question I had in my mind is what caused Achan to believe that he could get away with taking the devoted things? What caused Achan to believe that he could take from God that which belonged to God and not suffer any consequences? See, our sinful actions cause God to have to act. Yes, we force God's hand when we commit sin. Sometimes we might get mercy, but we don't always get mercy. It's not guaranteed that we get mercy. And in this particular case, they did not get the mercy that they, they so probably desired or wanted. But God had to act because sin had been introduced. And in fact, God says later on that there is sin in the camp. That's the reason why you faced, uh, found that defeat at AI because there's sin in the camp. Someone in the camp has sinned. Someone in the camp has stolen that devoted thing. Someone has taken that thing that was designated for destruction. See, we offend a holy God and, and we deserve all of the judgment that he brings about us upon us when we offend him. Achan offended a holy God when he decided to go against the game plan that God had laid out. And when he decided to go against God's game plan, he found himself being put in position where he brought God's judgment, not only upon him, 
but he brought God's judgment upon the nation. See, Achan ignored God's game plan, but God had to act upon the sin that Achan had brought into the camp. See, we don't believe that God will remove his favor. Oftentimes, the reason that we commit some of the sins that we commit is because we believe that we can still experience the favor of God. All we have to do is look around us today. How many folk are talking about God? How many folk are talking about being saved? How many folk are talking about they're living for Christ Jesus? But yet when you look at their lives, their lives are telling us something totally different. We believe that we can continue in sin. We believe that we can walk in sin and not experience the justice of God. We think that we can walk in sin and not experience the judgment of God. We have fooled ourselves and found ourselves thinking that no consequences will come about because of the actions that I have undertaken. Yes, we feel like we can sin and there will be no consequences to the sins that we commit. See, Aiken's actions of taking the devoted thing shows that he did not think the consequences would fall upon him. Achan did not think that the consequences would come his way. He did not think that the consequences would fall upon the nation either because he took those things and he knew that he was not supposed to take them. See, Achan's sin shows us that one person's actions can hurt the team. Yes, just like in sports, when you have one person who refuses to follow the game plan, when you have that one person who refuses to heed the warning that the coach has given them, when they refuse to follow the details of how the coach has laid out the game plan, it can cause a problem for the team. And it only takes one person to send the game plan off course. That's why it's important for everyone to buy into God's game plan. That's why it's important for every Christian to buy into God's game plan. That's why it's important for every Christian to buy into the Bible and to buy into what the Bible tells us and to buy into the, the way that God has laid out for us to live according to his holy word. That is important to us that we buy into the game plan that God has given us so that we don't hurt the team, so that we don't hurt the body of Christ. See, because of one man's ignorance and because of one man ignoring God's game plan, the nation suffered the defeat and 36 men lost their lives. 36 families were turned upside down. 36 families were in mourning because of one man's actions. 36 families were now going to have to figure out what tomorrow would look like without their loved one because of one man's actions. See, we choose things over God. Achan chose things over God. He chose the, the spoil of the war from Jericho over God. And when we choose things over God, we're really setting ourselves up for trouble. See, Achan's sin shows us that the problem we call in our lives is sometimes because we have chosen something over God. Whether it's things or whether it's people, we find ourselves choosing something over God when we should have chosen God. See, when we put things first and, and no longer follow after God or put God first, God is not obligated to uphold his end of the covenant. Yes, when we put something before God, as, as the scripture tells us in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Yes, we should not put anything before the Lord God. But because Achan put things before God, he found himself in a position where God was no longer obligated to fulfill his part of the covenant. See, putting God first means that we keep the greatest commandment of all, that we love the Lord with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind. See, choosing things over God puts us into a position called idol worship. 
Yes, when we began to choose things over God, we have gone into idol worship. We are worshiping those things rather than worshiping God. God is supposed to be the first position in our life. God is supposed to be the one thing in our life that we are devoted to totally, no matter what. Yes, when we think about God, we ought to put him above all things. See, the game plan calls for us to choose God above all things. Had Achan just waited one more chapter, had he just waited one more battle, he would have found himself with everything that he wanted. Because God gave Israel all of the spoils from AI. Why? Because they began to turn back to him and follow the game plan in which he laid out. And when we follow God's game plans, we've learned before, it brings about sure victory because his battle game plan, his game plan is the only one that can guarantee victory. Had Achan just waited one more chapter, he could have had all that he wanted because God said, now that you have defeated AI, all of this belongs to you. Tell the people, tell the nation that they can have the spoils of the city of AI. Sometimes we put ourselves in jeopardy because we don't think that there are consequences to our actions. Yes, we find ourselves living and doing things and not realizing that there are going to be some consequences to the actions that we do. Yes, you can make any decision that you want to. You can make any choice that you want to, but you're not in charge of the outcome. And Achan chose things over God. The last thing that I want to share out of our text is this. We must recommit ourselves to the game plan. When we look at verse 13, it tells us that God had given orders for Joshua to tell the people to come and consecrate themselves, to set themselves apart, but not only to set themselves apart, but to get a word from him. And as they come to get that word from him, they've got to make a choice. See, we commit ourselves to God's game plan through consecration. We got to set ourselves and devote ourselves to the game plan which God has given us. I've got to devote myself to living according to the word of God. I've got to devote myself to following the actions that the word of God tells me to follow. And when I've done that, and when I began to set myself apart, when I began to consecrate myself to live according to scripture, I'm consecrating myself to live a holy life. And when I consecrate myself to live that holy life that the word declares that we should live, he tells us in the scripture that I am holy, therefore be ye holy. God doesn't just say that for his own benefit, but he's telling us that we've got to be committed to the word of God. He tells us this because he understands that we've got to set ourselves apart. We've got to consecrate ourselves to live for him and not just to live for him, but to live in such a way that it causes others to want to live for him. We consecrate ourselves in, a, in an effort to help others to consecrate themselves to live towards a holy God. Understand this. The text there tells us that there was only one individual who did not follow the game plan, and that was Achan. Achan did not follow the game plan. And as a result of him not following the game plan, he found himself outside of the will of God. But there is hope here for us in this 13th verse. If we would just recommit ourselves to following God's game plan and we start by consecrating ourselves, we start by setting ourselves apart for not only the word of God, but for the plan of God and for the usage of God. When we consecrate ourselves, when we recommit ourselves to the plan of God, then we can put ourselves back on the path of victory. But not only must we recommit ourselves by consecrating ourselves for the plan of God, but we got to recommit ourselves by the, to the hearing of the word of God. 
Yes, we got to put ourselves back in position to hear from the Lord. It was only because Joshua put himself in position and put the people in a position where they came and consecrated themselves and put themselves in a position where they could hear a word from the Lord. And when they came and put themselves in a position to hear a word from the Lord, God put them back on the path where they could experience his desired victory in their lives. So often we forfeit victory in our lives because we don't hear from the Lord. Yes, sometimes we got to make sure that we are positioning ourselves to hear from God. Maybe it's been a while since you've heard from the Lord. Maybe you're out of, out of position. Maybe you haven't been consecrating yourself. Maybe you haven't been setting yourself aside for the word of God. Maybe you haven't been setting aside time for you to hear from the Lord. I urge you today to recommit yourself to hearing from the Lord. Recommit yourself to getting a word from God. Recommit yourself to hearing from the Lord that he might put you back on the path of victory. It's when we recommit ourselves to hearing from the Lord. I don't know about you, but it's in my life. I've understood and I've come to that place to realize that I've got to hear from God. If I don't hear from God, then I'm surely to find defeat in my life. But when I've gotten a word from the Lord, oh, hallelujah. And there's nothing like getting a word from the Lord. If you ever had God give you a word before, if you ever had God speak to you so clearly and loudly in your life before, you understand what that's like because you're taking a check to the bank that's surely to be cashed. You're taking a check to the bank that will not be voided. You're taking something that God has given you and you're putting it out there and you're saying that God is going to fulfill it. Why? Because God is a keeper of his word. When God gives you a word, when, when God blesses you with the ability and the opportunity to hear a word, take it in. Oh, hallelujah. How many times have we decided that we're not going to church? How many times have we decided that I'm not going to hear any preaching or listen to any preaching today? Oh, but we're missing out because that's the opportunity for God to give us a word. How many times have you taken to read the Bible and sometimes you need to read it out loud so that you can not only read it, but you can hear the word of God going into your spirit. You can hear the word of God going into your mind. You can hear the word of God going into your heart because God wants us not only to come and consecrate ourselves before, him, but he wants us to hear from him. And when we hear from the Lord, we are guaranteed to have a word that will bring victory in our lives. When we hear from the Lord, we're guaranteed to have a word that would do us some good. But not only must we have uh, recommitted ourselves by the consecrating ourselves to God or, and by hearing from God, we got to do so by removing the things that defile us. Yes, we've got to get rid of those things that defile us. Have you put more trust in some things lately instead of putting it in God? It's time to get rid of it. Have you brought some people into your life that you've caused you to, to live for them rather than living for God? It's time to get rid of those people. Amen. It's time to get those people or those things out of our lives that are causing our lives to be defiled. It's time to get rid of some things out of our lives that are causing us not to hear from the Lord, that are causing us not to set ourselves aside for the Lord. Amen. Now, don't get me twisted. I'm not telling married folk to go out there and tell your spouse it's over and it's time to go. What I'm trying to get you to understand is there's sometimes some people that have come into our lives and we've allowed them to have more word in our lives than God. There's some people who have come into our lives and we are more dedicated to them than we are to the Lord. It's time to get that order right. It's time to be more dedicated to God than we are to people and things. It's time that we get more dedicated to God rather than to a person who has just shown up in our lives. 
God is the only one that's going to be there for you through the thick and the thin. God is the only one that can bring you sure victory in your life. God is the only one that can give you a word that will bring about sure victory in your life. And we got to learn that if we're going to recommit ourselves to God, it starts with us, first of all, getting back to the game plan, getting back into the word of God, consecrating ourselves, getting back into the word by hearing a word from the Lord, getting back by removing those things that will distract us from hearing from God. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ didn't put himself in that position, but he always kept a space in his heart for God. He always kept himself consecrated to the Lord. He always kept himself devoted to God. He always kept himself in a place where he could hear from the Lord. Even if it meant he had to get by himself in a garden of Gethsemane, even if he had to go up on a mountaintop and get alone by himself, he had to get to a place where he could continue to hear from the Lord. And are you ready to get into a place where you can continue to hear from the Lord? Are you willing to sacrifice some things to get into a place where you can continuously hear from the Lord? Are you willing to put yourself in position where you can get the game plan from God directly, where you can get a plan that God has given you that will bless your life? Are you willing to recommit yourself by getting rid of some things and getting rid of some people that are causing you to miss out on the plan of God? Are you ready to get back onto the game plan of God? Are you ready to start paying attention to the game plan so that victory can come our way again? Yes, just like Joshua and the children of Israel, they may have suffered some defeat in their lives because someone had gotten off the game plan. But hallelujah, when you get back on the game, plan. When the game plan gets restored into your life, when you get yourself together and you consecrated yourself and you're hearing from the Lord again and God gives you a plan and say, you got to get rid of some things. Are you willing to get rid of those things so that you can get back on course with the Lord? I hope that you're willing to say, yes, I'm ready to do what's necessary to get back on God's game plan. I'm willing to do what's necessary to bring victory, not only into my life, but to help somebody bring victory into their life. I'm willing to get back to the game plan. Are you willing? Just pay attention, to study, to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. It's going to take some consecration, setting yourself apart. It's going to take you having an open ear and an open heart to God so that you can hear from the Lord. And yes, it's going to take the sacrifice of getting rid of some things that are defiling us. And once we do that, we have been recommissioned to God. We have been put back on course with the game plan that God has laid out for our lives. And we're ready to experience the victory that he has promised us. So I encourage you today, don't ignore the game plan. It's a dangerous thing to ignore the game plan. And when you ignore the game plan, you bring consequences into your life. Consequences that you don't have to deal with if you follow the game plan. Consequences that are not beneficial, but are detrimental. So I encourage you today, stick with the game plan. Always keep yourself in position with God. Always keep yourself in a position where you can hear from the Lord. And always remember, let there be nothing in your life that will distract you or defile you from following and experiencing the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.